This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, do you know how I prepare a cup of coffee? He brews it. Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. An old classic. Um, they, uh, Folks, thanks so much for being a part of this. We love you. No matter where you are watching this, watching this, listening to this, however you are ingesting this content, uh, <laughs> thank you to all of you. And to you, we say, Bula Vanaka. Bula Vanaka. However you eat our programming, thank you for eating it. And if you are eating it on YouTube, be sure not just to subscribe, but to hit the little bell next to it. We want your phone. Where the hell is my phone? We want your phone to explode. This is what a phone looks like. To explode with notifications every single time we go live. Uh, wherever you are consuming our content here, uh, if you have not already done so, be sure to follow, like, subscribe, to hit the bell if it's on YouTube. Uh, be sure if you're on Facebook to comment and to share and all of that fun stuff. And uh, we are happy to have you be a part of this. Of course, always share the gift of Muddy Waters today. Kids love it. Yes. And that brings us to, you want to know what else he brews? Oh, he also brews. Well, <laughs> this brings us to the Mudwater Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment brought to you by the other thing that he brews, and that's Mudwater. And I know what you're thinking. What kind of Jew magic is this? Well, it's the kind of Jew magic that makes you replace your coffee with something much less caffeinated much more not the best tasting but also much more healthy uh it has mushrooms sea salt cinnamon turmeric masala chai and literally nothing else and if you get go to uh muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud you can get your starter pack today now speaking of things that jewish things that used to taste stuff. better Jewish things. They used that... to be better and <laughs> yeah. Now they're they're bad, oh. but you probably won't die directly from it. Facebook uh has apparently been colluding directly with the people who brought us CoIntel Pro, the FBI, right, Matt? <laughs> uh yes. So Facebook founder and known plagiarist, Mark Zuckerberg. Um he stole the code. Like, I mean, is it played? Oh, yeah, from the Winklevoss twins or From whatever. the Winklevoss yeah. twins, the, the crypto uh, billionaires and gold medal winning crew people. Crewmans. Rowers. Really? I think they're gold medal winning. They're, they're, they are Olympic 
rowers, I believe. I'm pretty certain they are. They were they were played by Army Hammer. Yeah, they got gold in the Pan American Games. Okay. So not Olympic, but you know, whatever. No, uh, they came in six in the Olympics, but they actually I didn't know that. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Who stole uh, code from gold winning crewmen as one does. <laughs> as one would. And he's against piracy. Um <laughs> He appeared on Joe Rogan uh, this past week, as I'm certain many of you have already seen clips. And a lot of this was very eye-opening. Uh, it was all stuff we had ex- we had known, or at least expected, yeah. uh, assumed. But we didn't know that any of this stuff was happening for certain. We could make every, every assumption and every accusation. But we didn't know for certain until... On the Joe Rogan experience, hosted by Joe Rogan, he said, (laughs) the FBI came to us uh, and they were saying, hey, you should be on high alert. We thought there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on a notice that there should be, there is about to be some kind of a dump that is similar to that. So just be vigilant. Now, He didn't say in this instance, he didn't say in this part uh, definitively that they were talking about the Hunter Biden story. So according to the New York Post, who we all know was hurt the most by uh, the breaking of this, by the breaking of the story, uh, according to the New York Post, when Joe Rogan asked if the FBI had told Facebook to be on guard specifically for the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop, Zuckerberg claimed rather unconvincingly that he did not remember specifically, but it basically fit the pattern. I did not put so, yes. any, yeah, I did not put any uh, any uh, editorialism into that yes. sentence. The rather unconvincingly is the New York Post writing that. Yeah, I am adding editorial uh, uh, editorialism in saying that if someone asked you if the single biggest thing that you spent months censoring is an example of that, and you go, well, I don't remember exactly, but it does kind of fit the path. Yes. The answer yes. to that is yes. And that so, was the thing. That was the thing. So Mark Zuckerberg then goes on and he talks about, and he's like, well, what we did wasn't nearly as bad as what Twitter did. Uh, we we didn't ban it. Sure, I mean that's legitimately what he said. He's like, we didn't. Okay. I mean, okay, we we didn't ban it, but we may have pushed it to the bottom of the news feed. We may have made it where not as many people could see it. And Joe asks him, and he says, "So, by by how what sort of a percentage was this? Like, what would have people seen it at versus what were they allowed?" He goes, "Oh, I don't have those numbers in front of me, and I don't." I believe he has a ballpark. I don't think he knows yeah. the exact number, but he has a ballpark. Of course. And he did not want to say that out loud. Um, and to Joe's credit, to Joe's credit, uh, he did follow up and kind of push a little bit, not a whole lot, because that's Joe Rogan is Joe Rogan, and he wants people to be 
at ease on his show and be willing to talk to him. He doesn't he doesn't right, do the right, hard right. hitting. He mainly does open style conversations. And I get it. Um, so he says, when something like that turns out to be real, is there regret for not having it evenly distributed and for throttling the distribution of that story? Um, to which Zuckerberg says, yeah, it sucks. It turned out after the fact, the fact checkers looked into it. No one was able to say it was false. There is a, uh, I forgot what that is called, the three dots. There's a ellipsis? Ellipsis. Uh, yes. There is, there, there is an ellipsis here where it, it doesn't have anything. But in this ellipsis is actually something very important. Because in this ellipsis is where he said the FBI told us that this was false information coming out. And that's where he sort of admits that he was taught that they told him about the Hunter Biden story. Um, and so the fact checkers looked into it. No one was able to say it was false, except like the FBI told us it was false. So they had the fact checkers fact checking the fact checkers. And why would yep. they fact check the fact checkers? Um, I think it sucks, though, in the same way that probably having to go through a criminal trial, but being proven innocent in the end sucks. Except, well, yeah, yes. Except I'm not like this entire segment is going to feel very like we're promoting Trump and Trump should have won the election. We are not promoting it's not Trump. Trump. Yeah, it's not about Trump. It's not, not about Trump. It's not about who it's not. Yeah, it's not. But what what you did by saying, okay, well, we're just gonna believe the FBI, who you wouldn't who you wouldn't believe in many other circumstances. Mm -hmm. you would not believe in many other circumstances uh you you said we're going to believe the fbi and we are going to throttle this information and believe whether or not you believe that trump would have won that election if that story hadn't been so throttled and a lot of people do he helped shape an entire election by not fact checking the fact checkers when yep. it was yep. obviously it was obviously a real laptop yep. when it first when it first came out i watched everything that was leaked from it and i am scarred to this day there was video that was obviously him in all his glory and pictures and everything else so the fact that it seemed kind of suspicious that he left the laptop and that it was delivered to uh you know Rudy Giuliani or whatever there's video of Hunter Biden there's pictures of Hunter Biden a forensic expert can easily look at it and see that it was all organically left information that was on the uh, uh, laptop by Hunter Biden there was a chain of custody of the the um, the company showing that it was owned by Hunter Biden like there was there was no reason to dispute yes it was crazy that Hunter Biden would just freaking leave this laptop full of like really really um, uh, uh, compromising stuff and was so cracked out basically at, that he never picked it up again probably forgot about it at a geeks yeah he f absolutely forgot about it he signed like something a geek to, squad yeah geek squad um it wasn't geek squad it was a private it was a private thing but right what if something like that like yeah he idea, essentially like left it with the nerd herd and he was like <laughs> he was like here here's the here's the laptop can you fix it they said here 
sign this piece of paper. If you don't come back for it within 90 days of repair, uh, we're going to keep it and sell it. And he said, okay. And he signed the piece of paper. Rudy Rudy, Julie. (laughs) And boy, I bet they sold it for so much money. That was the most expensive laptop they've ever sold. You know, I, I picture, you know, in future contracts, it says, you know, you have 90 days to pick up your laptop and pay for it or else we are going to give it to Rudy Giuliani, <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. former mayor of New York, uh, in case there are multiple Rudy Giuliani's. Um, the real story here is that what we've already suspected and, and now, you know, yet another example of it, the federal government is directing yep. social media to censor things for political reasons. So this whole, oh, it's private companies making this decision. No, it's not. No, the it's federal not. government is putting pressure on them to do this stuff because it's stick and carrot. If they if they take the carrot, they get all these media ad buys from the government agencies, they get all of this preferential treatment in the regulatory environment and in, you know, PPP loans and in, you know, stimulus spending and all that stuff, but if they don't go with it, they get dragged in front of Congress, they get threatened, they get criminal and civil actions against them. So instead, they just go along with the carrot and try to avoid the stick. And so you have these uh, social media companies who are essentially uh, censoring on behalf of the government. And I have news for you. If someone takes a suppressive action that they would not have otherwise taken because they were pressured by the government or coerced by the government or bribed by the government or whatever by the government to do so, you have been censored by the government. Yes. This is not about Trump. This is not about Biden. This isn't even about the election. It's not even about the reason why they did it, which was to help Biden and hurt Trump. But that's not even it's not even about why they've done it. It's that they're doing it. It's that you are being censored by the government, not by big tech. And so the takeaway is not end section 230 or, you know, uh, put more government restrictions on the Internet to protect you. It's get the government the hell away from the Internet. Now, thankfully. Thankfully, Sam Harris is fine with all of this. Sam Harris is fine. Sam Harris, whose claim to fame is his mom created Golden Girls. Um, is that and, true? How do you like all these things that you know about these people? Sam. Yeah, Sam Harris. Yeah, Sam Harris's mom created Golden Girls. Susan Harris is Sam Harris's mom. Yeah. Yep. Sam Harris's mom created Golden Girls. He's also known for, he was on Bill Maher one time and he and Ben Affleck got into it where he was talking about Islam. Sam Harris was talking about Islam and saying, look, we're not saying that all Muslim people are this way, but Islam as a general concept has a lot of violent tendencies. And Ben Affleck was screaming at him, uh, telling him he sounded ignorant and racist and whatever. Um, And... It became a huge viral clip from, I want to say 2011, maybe-ish. Yeah, that would have been the time about 10 years ago, yeah. Oh, yeah, just given the, and he also has his uh, podcast, I think it's called Trigonomics, or maybe that's his book. But he has a book and a podcast, and he he is a very uh, well-educated elite from the left, uh, as you can guess, growing up in Hollywood. Um, but he's a very educated elite from the left who has used it. And he's a smart, smart guy. I'm not going to knock him. He's a smart person. Typically he says a lot of dumb stuff, 
and we're about to go into one of the dumb things that he has said, but what were you going to say? Also, heterosexual Sam Harris. He's married to Anaka Harris, or Annika Harris. Hmm. I thought sworn he was gay. And I thought Cal Penn was straight, and I was wrong there. Cal Penn is gay? Yeah. But wait, didn't Cal Penn... Oh, no, I'm thinking of the other guy. Cal... Okay, then, yeah, Cal Penn's gay. Cal Penn is gay. That I did know. I did, I did not know that. I thought Cal Penn was straight. I recently... I thought I was time. thinking of the, the guy, the Indian guy from Parks and Recreation who oh, was yeah. accused of... Uh, yeah, no, that's definitely... Yes, that's not Cal Penn. That was a... That was bogus. Aziz Ansari. That's not Cal Penn, who is gay. Who is gay. Sam Harris. Sam Harris. Uh, so Sam Harris. <laughs> Sam Harris uh, was on one of these think tank shows uh, where they were kind of talking about the role of media in politics, and of course the Hunter Biden story came up, and yep. he said, "I don't care what's in Hunter Biden's laptop. There's nothing that." hunter biden could do that would alarm me at that point hunter biden literally could have the corpses of children in his basement i would not have cared harris insisted and he went on to say it doesn't matter what evil things or uh dishonest things that joe biden has done in the past all you have to do is look at trump university to know that he wasn't as bad as trump you know, I don't want this to seem like this is a pro-Trump episode. But. But. <laughs> that, like, I was doing the notes and I was like, God, this is going to sound so pro-Trump. And I don't I know. I know. This feels very Trumpy. It, it does. But these are the things that happened this week that I actually found to be interesting. You know what? The problem is this week the reality has been pro-Trump. So what do you think about that, <laughs> libtards? No, I, I, so I saw when this broke and the crazy thing, you know, Sam Harris, he's a private citizen. He has the right to this very, very bad opinion that it's okay for government to, you know, hurt people if it saves democracy or what. That was his reason, right? That, that Trump was a threat to democracy or something. Yeah, of course. Our democracy. And yes. So yes, Sam Harris is, but Sam Harris is a uh, private citizen, but at the same time, he is a member of the media in different senses. Yes, and absolutely. That's, yep. that's sort of the theme that this was. This was sort of a ba- this entire thing is a bash on media. Um, it yes. just all has to do with Joe Biden's kids. Um, but <laughs> but Sam Harris is just like he's a kernel of what you see in the media where, yep. like he said, Hunter Biden literally could have the corpses of dead children in his basement. I would not have cared if it meant getting Trump out. I was all for getting Trump out. I didn't want the replacement we got, but I was all for getting Trump out. Um, However, when when you're looking at it through this lens, when the media looks at it through this lens of, I don't care what's in Hunter Biden's laptop, there's nothing on there that could be as, that Joe Biden did that's as bad as Trump University, which everything that Trump University, Everything that Trump has done, especially with Trump University, 
technically was legal by every single metric. Was it immoral? Sure. But was it legal? Yes. Yeah. And it was and legal under laws that Joe Biden wrote. I think that's a good point. <laughs> but he said that because Trump University was so bad, Hunter Biden could have literally had the corpses of children in his basement. Now, I'm sure that was slightly hyperbolic, but he's making it clear there could have been some serious, egregious crimes committed as long as it saves our democracy. Now, I know he's backtracked a little bit here, but the thing is, like you said, yes, this is troubling because he is a member of the media. What's more troubling is that this is what the FBI has been operating on. This is what the intelligence and law enforcement apparatus of the of the federal government yes. has been operating on. That it did not matter what Joe Biden did. That it only mattered what Donald Trump did. And we'll do everything we can to stop him because we have a preferred outcome. We, the U.S. federal government, is going to do in this election what we do in elections in other countries. And that is obviously a gigantic problem. It undermines the whole idea of your democracy. You know, you want to talk about saving democracy. The best way to save democracy is not ruin its image by showing that there's a predetermined outcome that they will do whatever they can to create. Many people on the right and the left see this when it happens, when we're like, OK, we're going to go into this other country to give them democracy. And it's like the CIA or somebody going in to yep. depose a government and, you know, install install a dem democratic government using the military. People are like, we shouldn't be doing that. What they are doing here is instead of the CIA, I'm certain that the CIA and the NSA are involved, but the FBI is literally going in and trying to destroy political opponents in order to change how democracy works in this country. If you're against it in other countries, which many people on the left are, many people on the right are, you need to be against it in this country. You don't want the government picking and choosing the winners. Yeah. That's going to end very, very, very poorly. Very poorly. And it does end. And not just in 2020, it, uh, it ends very, very poorly. Hey, by the way, everyone, you don't think the FBI was behind making sure that Donald Trump got the GOP nomination, do you? Oh, side note here. Uh, side note here. Um, Donald Trump was told towards the end of his campaign when he was deciding who he was going to pardon, he was told, you better darn well not pardon Ross Ulbricht or Julian Assange or a couple other people because then we're going to have trouble with you. Well, now they're subpoenaing his property and doing raids on his property. So clearly him listening to them didn't work. But let's stop what? talking about Joe Biden. Was he What's really? That? Yeah, that's from multiple, that was from multiple close sources that he was being told you if you... We have a list of people that if you pardon them, you're going to have trouble with the, uh, uh, the and keep in mind, this was after January 6th and they were saying, you know, we've got some stuff hanging over you and you're going to have a lot more trouble if you free these people. And, and Ross Ulbricht, Julian Assange, a few others uh, that I can't remember at the moment were, were among that list. But you know what? Let's stop talking about Joe Biden. Let's stop talking about Hunter Biden. Ashley Biden. Uh, the media is also reporting uh, that two uh, have pled guilty uh, to uh, trafficking Ashley Biden's diary and property. Now, for anybody who's not familiar with this story, there's uh, two people who are, well, I don't know if they still live here in Florida, but at least in 2020 they did, um, or at 2021 they did, who lived in Florida. Yep. And we all know that Hunter is uh, the, the wild child of the Biden family. Yes. 
Well, if he's the wild child, uh, his sister probably isn't too far off. Um, she has had a lot of issues over her life. And I don't, I don't want, like, I won't hit anybody for addiction issues. Never will. I've had no, them. no, 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 no. We, we both have had addiction issues. Yeah. Yep. I've had them. Will not do it. But Ashley Biden was crashing with some friends uh, in Florida toward the end of 2020. And she had a room with them. And when she left, she left a bunch of property behind. She abandoned it, which under Florida law means that the uh, the landlord has to let them know they have to pick it up in X amount of days. I don't remember the amount of days, but they have to let them know you have to pick it up in X amount of days. And if they don't, then the property becomes abandoned and you can sell it, auction it off or anything. Any of these things are optional and you don't actually have to do anything. It's a very weirdly written law. So the people move went in and there was stuff there. And so they went through it. And one of the things that was there was Ashley Biden's diary. By a stroke of luck, the two people were huge Trump supporters. Um, and so they offered it to the Trump campaign. And the Trump campaign was like, no, we don't want we don't want it. Give it to the FBI. Yeah, which yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe that they trusted them. But they were like, give it to the FBI. So the two people gave it to Project Veritas. And so James O'Keefe said, hey, okay, Biden, we want an interview with you in the next four days or we are going to publish the contents of this diary. So the FBI raided Project Veritas and said that they were in possession of a wow. stolen diary. James O'Keefe was like, no, they told me that they told me that uh, they found it in the house. Not that they stole it, but they found it in the house. Truly, it doesn't. It, they pled guilty, so I'm imagining, but they didn't have, we'll get into that in a minute. So they're saying they found it in the house, so, you know, I didn't know it was stolen. So they end up going down and arresting Amy Harris of Palm Beach and Robert Curlander of Jupiter um, for theft of this diary. They insist that it was abandoned, which is why they, but they aren't getting charged with theft of property. Like they like a lot of places are still saying that it's stolen, but the way that it appears is that it's not stolen. Um, but that they trafficked it. But that they trafficked but it. But how what, do you traffic something that justifiably not, belongs to you? Right. Florida, Unless York. diaries are illegal now. Right. So they pled guilty, and I want to read the 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 charge directly to a single conspiracy charge stemming from their involvement in selling the journal not for theft not for stealing not for anything like that not for illegally taking it it's for a it's a conspiracy charge for their role in the journal which they didn't steal which they didn't steal and so it's a two-part thing here because the media is talking about okay they shouldn't have stolen this diary they shouldn't have stolen this diary and uh, they should go to jail for stealing this diary. They're saying we didn't steal it. It was left at the house and we found it, which the Biden children mm -hmm. have a terrible track record of leaving things places. that Really? Yeah, I know. Can, just, can I just say, because because the this now authenticated diary, so they can't say, oh, it's a Russian uh, hit job or what. It's now authenticated. Uh, Ashley Biden talks, uh, among other things, about being sexualized at a very young age. Uh, in her family 
and showering with her dad like in her teens right like, it, it was late tweens it was like the late tweens to early teens yeah that's and nobody's talking about the contents of the diary for a while they were saying it's a fake diary but then they charged him with theft of the diary and if it was theft of a diary that means that it was a real diary it means it was fake that means it was that, i mean that means it was real that yeah. it has now been authenticated by the fda uh, fbi um and so no FDA. one's talking about that i have a theory and you can all tell me what i think matt i'd like to hear what you think hunter biden is leaving behind compromising stuff about him and his dad ashley biden is leaving behind diaries about her childhood is this a cry for help are these kids like leaving i say kids they're now grown adults yeah are they leaving behind stuff in the desperate hope that it'll take down their father and show what their lives are like or i would like to say yes to that but no i don't think so like we obviously hunter has addiction issues ashley biden has ashley biden also has struggled with addiction throughout her life Hmm. showering with your father can do that um so (laughs) We, we are now looking at a situation where the media, instead of reporting the stuff that's in the diary that has been authenticated, that was potentially, probably obtained legally, they aren't reporting the stuff that's in it. Instead, they're going after the people who are trying to bring you the information. They went after the New York right. Post for bringing you the information. They went after, yep. they are, the media, probably with direction from the fbi or the department of justice yes probably so is shaping your perception on what it what is real and what is not the fact that they aren't showing you what's in the diary while talking about the people in the in in the story the two people from florida whose names i don't remember off the top amy amy harris and robert curlander amy harris and robert curlander curlander uh and they're saying that they pled guilty to involvement in theft of the diary or in involvement in conspiracy with the stolen diary or however they word it yeah shows that they don't want you to know what's in the diary but instead they want you to yeah. know that oh well they pled guilty and what they probably got them on and i am not a legal expert uh i just play one here sometimes uh i am not a legal ex- expert so what they probably got them on was something along the lines, because I know it has something to do with taking the information across state lines. And mm. it's probably like a two-party consent kind of thing where that was her information. Oh, yeah, because it's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So that is that is my guess, is that's what they got him on. And that's where the conspiracy portion comes in. But they can't say that it's a stolen diary because they know that because there's a chance that yes, she did leave it in the house. Yeah, she left it there. Yeah, it's abandoned property. So that's fun. So we have the government working directly to censor information and to use media, both old and new media, to shape uh, the information that you are being exposed to solely for political purposes in order to preserve their power. Again, this is not pro-Trump. No, this is not even explicitly anti-Biden. No, this, this is, is anti-government. Uh, this is anti-Department this is of anti-government. Justice, anti-FBI, anti-media, anti-social media, because they're arms of the government if they are taking direction 
from the Department of Justice or uh, yep. the FBI, um, if yep. they're taking their talking points from them and doing it because they're, like Spike said earlier, you're being promised, you're being coerced with uh, promises of gifts or promises of being hauled into Congress for whatever reason the sit in testimony for six hours and you just don't want to do it sued and be or and or being sued and or prosecuted so it's yeah. it's it is a or, or regulated into oblivion or right. all of those things or all um of those and things. that is the problem and it's why we've been saying from the beginning abolish the department of justice the department of homeland security the fbi all of that this exists to protect and preserve power it has nothing to do with protecting you it is about protecting and preserving power uh and creating victims along the way we just recently had the uh what was it the 20 uh the 20 uh the 29th anniversary i believe of the uh of no 30th anniversary of the uh the ruby ridge murders ruby ridge. Uh, yeah. randy weaver and vicky weaver um and uh it, it just never ends like these things need to be uh abolished and uh, any crimes committed by its agents they need to be held fully accountable for but it just needs to be ended um so i'll tell you what also needs to be ended this episode but we will be right back uh, on Wednesday uh, for the next episode uh, where we will be interviewing. Uh, do we say who it is or are we going to just say it's a surprise? Let's just say, let's keep it a surprise. It's a surprise. You're never going to believe who we're interviewing. But I can tell you this. It's going to be a two-part interview because we've already done it. So we know we know that's a two-part interview. We, and so uh, it's going to be, we're going to be showing the first part of the interview uh, on Wednesday, and then we are going to be showing the uh, the uh, best part of the interview on Saturday. And I know you're saying to yourself, why would you show the best part on Saturday? What's on Saturday? Well, Saturday is our subscriber-only episode that we put out every single week. Uh, and if you want to get access to that exclusive subscriber-only content, head on over to anchor.fm slash muddywater slash subscribe. Become a subscriber today for only $10 a month. You get access not only to our weekly subscriber-only content, but also uh, ra uh, occasional uh, subscriber-only content that we put on there, one-time stuff that, that's special just for the subscribers. Uh, you also get an ad-free viewing and listing experience on all of the social media platforms uh and uh in or on all the podcasting platforms uh and you also get uh a uh, discount at the muddy waters media store and all and some uh, participating vendors as well all of that again for the low low price of ten dollars a month anchor.fm slash muddy waters slash subscribe so we will see you back here tomorrow at, but same muddy time, 8 p.m. Uh, and we will see you here. And we can't wait to talk to you again. And where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs>